There are ways for you to get involved with the Georgia Baptist Children's Home. And if you would like more information about that, you know who to see here. Uh, Helen will help you with that. Uh, probably a lot of opportunities um, for us to either go there or give or collect. And so you see Helen. Um, it's a wonderful, wonderful ministry. Jesus talked a lot about children. Mark 10, we begin this way. One day some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them. But the disciples scolded the parents for bothering him. But when Jesus saw this happen, he was angry with his disciples and he said to them, let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Then he took the children in his arms and placed his hands on their heads and blessed them. Luke tells us more about children. One day some parents brought their little children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them, but when the disciples saw this, they scolded the parents for bothering him. Jesus called to the children and said to the disciples, let the children come to me, don't stop them. The kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Matthew does it again. Chapter 18. About that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child in and put the child among them. Then he said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you'll never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. So Mark and Luke and Matthew give us a little idea about just how important it is in God's love for children, but that we become like them. There have been some who've taken those words literally. Because they believed that everything in the Bible must be taken literally, literally in the 13th century in what is today Switzerland. There was a popular movement that said that you must become as a child to enter the kingdom of God. And they took it literally. And so people quit their jobs and left the farms and the mills and started playing ring around the rosies and acting like children. Really happened. For they thought their eternal salvation was at stake if they didn't do that. Finally, the government came in and forced the people back to work. Well, if we can agree that Jesus' words are not to be taken literally, that they require interpretation, what's the interpretation? What's he trying to teach us here? It is true we can kind of be childish, but that's not what he's talking about. Childlike. What can we learn from children? Let's pray together. Father, help us to regain or keep, if we've kept, those qualities that we see in children, or grandchildren, and little ones. That through time, we put aside or lose or forget altogether. Forgive us if we become cynical and are not excited about every day. Forgive us if we're used to the story of Jesus. Forgive us if when we sing, we just go through motion. Help us, Father, 
to come to you as your children, excited to be there. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's interesting um, that God's timing is always perfect, that we have this recognition. We talk about children today. When yesterday we picked up our grandson, we have Jackson. He's in the nursery. Uh, we will have him for eight days, so you pray for us. Uh, one of the things children have is energy, but we're not talking about that today. Let's, let's start with one of the things that's noticeable about children that sometimes adults lose. Children are honest. They just call it like they see it, an eight-year-old boy was away at summer camp for the first time, and his parents didn't receive a note or a call or anything for a whole week. And so they called the camp to check on him, and finally, uh, they found out he didn't really miss them at all. He was busy having a wonderful time, and his mother asked, have any of the other kids gotten homesick? And he replied, just the ones who have dogs. <laughs> Children will almost always tell the truth. They just call it like they see it. I, and they get so excited about things and the truth. I, um, I saw this this week, and I can't remember the situation, but if you uh, want to do a surprise for mom, don't tell the kids. Because they'll tell. They will just let somebody know. I, I know what's going on. They, they, if they get the truth, they want to run with it. That's important. Keeping secrets just runs counter to a child's natural inclination to tell everything and to tell them. I'll never forget that my aunt's funeral up in North Georgia, this is after my brother Charlie passed. So Tim and Donnie and I sang Victory in Jesus, and I played the guitar, and we sang. We're in a funeral home in Rossville, Georgia. You know you're supposed to be quiet at funerals and not say anything. And so we sang Victory in Jesus, and I set the guitar down, and we start to sit. And the three-year-old Coleman, Mike and Wanda's grandson, said at the top of his lungs, That was a good song, Victory in Jesus. <laughs> And everybody at the funeral started to laugh. And Coleman was right. He was there to celebrate. It became not just something you do at a funeral. His statement helped us all to know that there is victory in Jesus. Little children are so special. And they're honest. And as adults, we can lose that honesty. Children never debate what the meaning of this is. Children don't do that. They know the truth. And they're honest and telling it. Children are trusting. And that is something that we probably lose as we grow older if we're not careful. A little child places their life completely in the hands of others. Their dependence is utterly uh, complete in the other's hands. Only later as we grow do we learn to untrust and to be skeptical of almost everyone and everybody. I took Jackson downstairs and we went to the nursery. Although he didn't know him, he went in. And he trusted because he knew that I was going to take him to a place that was good for him. And his grandmother had been preparing him all morning. Now when we get to church, you're going. And he did. A little girl named Mary was in bed one night preparing for lights out. Prayers had been said and she'd been hugged. Maybe in an effort to put off sleep time, she asked her mother why God created nighttime. Why didn't he make daytime all the time? She asked. Her mother mumbled something about how it's easier to sleep in the dark and we all need the rest. But Mary interrupted and said, I know why it gets dark at night. That's when God puts the world in his pocket. 
Isn't that good? That's when God puts the world in their pocket. What a brilliant statement by a little person of great faith. What a comforting thought tonight when we go to bed thinking that God has us in his pocket. Jesus isn't calling us to be naive or simplistic. He's calling us to trust God as completely as a little child trusts their caregiver. Jesus wants us to be confident that what we read in his word um, intelligently, intelligently that it means what it says and it says what it means. He calls us to trust him every moment of every day of our life. Children are trusting even when it doesn't make sense. We've talked about this before. I remember taking Taylor to the hospital for tubes in his ears and handing him it over to a doctor in a white coat. And he didn't get it. He didn't understand. But he went because he knew we would want what is best for him. They'll trust even when it doesn't make sense. You've all memorized most likely Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He'll direct the path. Do you believe that's true? Amen. It is true. And we need to trust even when it doesn't make sense. Another thing I thought about children. Children will always remember a promise. It's a little steel trap up there in their mind. And I remember growing up with ours, we might say something like, you know, next time we go to Walmart, we'll get you so-and-so. And don't you know that you'll forget it by the time you go to bed that night. But the next time you're at Walmart, guess what? And I don't, they could have been playing me for a game that, Daddy, you said next time. I don't know, maybe I did, maybe I did, but they would play me and they would remember. Or when you're 10, we'll go to the beach. Put things up. When you're 13, you need your ears pierced. Boy, they remember everything that you tell them. If you ever have dealt with one of these little geniuses, I know you know that's true. They always remember a promise. Proverbs 35, one of my favorite verses in all of God's words, says this Every word of God's proof is true. He's a shield to all who come to Him for protection. Every word of God is true. He's never lied to you. And we all need to remember God's promises and hang on to them with a steel trap. Another one that is so important is that children are content. Children are content. Imagine after church today that Jeannie and Jackson and I are together and I look at Jeannie and I say, we're going to go to McDonald's and get a Happy Meal for lunch. Do you think she's going to be happy? I wouldn't be happy. Jackson might be jumping up and down. Something happens to us. Once upon a time, we were tickled with boxes and bows and tissue at Christmas, weren't we? Or at birthday, you got a box, it's all I needed, it's great. Then things change. I remember in Bible school, we got Kool-Aid and vanilla wafers. It was a good day. If something happens to us as we get older. Or you go to training you know, on Sunday night, and Sally and Jemima will get you a pizza. That was good stuff. 
that we grow up and get sophisticated. Maybe that's another word for ungrateful. I don't know. 1 Timothy 6, 6 to 8 says this, Yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. You know anybody that's never satisfied? It's unhealthy. It's unchristian. So often we concentrate on what we don't have, we forgot what God has given to us. Don't miss God's blessings. Be content. Going through the list and just jotting them down. Children don't hold grudges. They are forgiving. I got onto ours many times about many things. We were a household that told them no. The household has gotten a little easier with the grandson than it was with the children, but there's occasions where we might tell them no. I can't imagine what they are, but there's occasions where we, where we might. In just a few minutes, they love you, and they hug you, and they want to be with you. I remember growing up, if you had brothers or sisters, do you remember the knockdown dragouts you would have? And were you ever punished by having to go stand in a corner with them and hug them? very effective. Go hug your sister. Go kiss and make up. Matthew 6, 14 and 15 tells us, God's children this, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you, but if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. So we, as God's children, won't hold grudges, even though we think we have every right to. Another thought about children is they just have blind faith. I remember anything my dad told me, I believed it. And sometimes he took that to his advantage. Sometimes he enjoyed telling me things just to see my reaction. We would be traveling in North Georgia, Chattanooga area. And when you get to the hills, sometimes there's some bare rocks up between the trees. I don't know what, just nothing will grow there. And my brothers, Charlie and Donnie, and my daddy would talk about seeing the Indians in those trees while we're going up. It was probably 41 back there, not 75. And I would love to see those Indians. And I remember, and I remember this big, I think I see them. I think I see them. Uh, of course, I don't think the Indians were roaming North Georgia in 1965, but I was looking for them to try and see them. But growing up in this place and across the street, teachers, many of them gone to be with Jesus, told me about David, the shepherd boy, killing the giant Goliath. And you know what I believe? And I still do. They told me about Mary having a baby. It was a virgin birth, and I believe. And I still do. Jonah was swallowed by a great big fish, and I could see it then. And I still can. God created the world, spoke, and it all occurred. I took it hook, line, and sinker. And I still do. Children have faith 
that we need to recapture. Matthew 14 tells a wonderful story. Jesus insisted his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home after feeding a great multitude. And after sitting them home, he went up to the hills by himself to pray, and night fell, and while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on water. And when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified and fear. They cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once, don't be afraid, take courage, it is I, I am here. Peter, who had a little bit of child in him at this time, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. I want to try that. Come on, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. The childlike Peter did fine. The grown-up Peter began to sink. <laughs> Children think they can fly. Children have why not attitudes. We need that type of faith. That kind of faith that will get us out of the boat because we saw Jesus do it. So don't settle for the mundane. Believe in miracles and look so, in review, be honest. Don't lose that. Trust God, even blindly, with all your heart. Remember His promises. He's never lied to you. Be content. Be satisfied in a world where so many are unsatisfied. Have faith no matter what. Be the child of God that He made you to me.